Amen. Good morning again. Getting fed up, wouldn't it be? <laughs> I said this with the kids. I remember we chorus, God is good to me. God is good to me. He holds my hand. He helps me stand. God is good to me. You remember that one? You too old to sing it. Come on, let's sing it. Play it. What Sunday school the God is good. God is good to me. He holds my hand. He helps me stand. God is good to me. God is good to me. God is good to me. He holds my hand. He helps me stand. God is good to me. Amen. Amen. Eh? You're away until you're 50. I'm going. Hallelujah. And I want to talk to you this morning about God, his interest in us. The psalmist says, Lord, who's man that you're mindful of him? You know, the wonderful thing is, most of us think of God as a distant landlord. No, not around, not involved in day to day life. But nothing can be further from the truth. Let's look at me scripture first of all. Yes, it's in First Corinthians. Have you got your Bible? Look at it. It's good to read your Bibles and look at you know. Yeah, and it's something that's been for those who haven't got a Bible. First Chronicles twenty nine. Okay, here we go. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory, and the victory, and the majesty. All that is in heaven and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. And in your hand is power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, God, we thank you and praise you, your glorious name. Amen. God had the blessing to believe his word. This portion of scripture was the pen. was actually a prayer of thanksgiving from David, King David, who knew the power of God in his life. And I want to take you in one about God is active and at work in the lives of people. God's interest is not programs, it's people. God's program is people. God loves people. And one of the reasons we need to get out to the, for the lost is God loves them and wants to bring them in. And even Satan acknowledged that God was too good to his people. He said, of Job, you've hedged them about, you've blessed them, you've prospered the work of his hands, you've blessed his household. He was a bit annoyed about that. But just a demonstration that God is interested in the actual mundane lives of people. Moses' mother, here's a mother who had a baby born in a difficult time. Just saw a program recently about the, the Chinese children who had, had to give away their children because they got more than two. She was born the the verdict of the indict of the Government at the time was any children born to the Hebrews should be slain. Neither this woman got a baby. And like any other mother, she's reluctant to throw them out. 
She nurses him for three months. She said, well, what's then? What am I going to do? I can't keep him quiet any longer. Uh, working, what's going to get out? They're going to know what he's here. So she makes a wee boat, a wee basket, puts him in it and floats him in the Nile. And then there's the old Conspiro's daughter and her heart goes out to him. But the real gem in the story is that he is God hearing the prayer of a mother. Spare my child. <laughs> I'm stuck. I can't do any more for him. God only spares a child. <laughs> he hires a mother to look after him. He's saved. She's got a child <laughs> and she's paid for nursing him. Isn't God good? Amazing God. God is good to the nation, Israel. You know, people think, you know, these are just people. God delivered them from Egypt. God took them out from slavery. God gave them the promised land. God fed them. God says, your shoes went down to your shoes. Your clothes were out. And the 40 years, at the end of the, of the promised land, at the end of Moses' life, Moses is going to say, look, God has kept all his promises. Not one word has failed. And God said to them, listen, you didn't get all this land. Remember that the spoiled seven nations. You didn't get all this land by your strength of your arm or by your sword. I gave you this land. I, the Lord, put you here. I, the Lord, blessed you. <laughs> then there was King David, a lad, shepherd boy. He was more of a musician. You wouldn't think of this poet, this writer of psalms and songs as a mighty warrior. <laughs> as a shepherd boy watching sheep, he learns a few things. He learns to study the handiwork of God in the skies at night. He learns that God's the living pearl when he slays a lion and a bear that swings his flock. And he comes out to fight a giant. And all Israel and its mighty warriors are all shrinking back in fear at this man, challenging him. And David says, he's just an upstart. It's not you he's challenging, it's God. My God shall deliver me. God give him right to victory. He went on many years of running loose as an outlaw, hiding in caves, being pursued by Saul and his army. And God put him on the throne. Establishing him again, says, He, God, has established my kingdom. And God said, I took you from the pens of sheep. I made you king and leader of my people. I established your kingdom. And that's why it comes to this glorious chapter in Chronicles Lord, you're great, you're mighty, you're wonderful. And all through the Bible, God declares his interest and his power and his love and the people for his purposes. Solomon, the wisest and greatest king that ever lived, <laughs> got his wisdom from God. God says, what did you want me to do? He says, Lord, give me the wisdom to lead your people. And God said, not only will I give you the wisdom, but God, you haven't asked for the wealth. I'll give you that too. There was a couple. He was the minister. 
His name was Zacharias. His wife was Elizabeth. It says they were barren. And for the Jewish lady, that was a shame. She was almost ostracized from her society. And she felt the shame of all life, but she was barren. And God wants a parent. God wants a couple. God wants a parent, a child. The poor brother of Jesus, John the Baptist. When it comes to Zechariah, when he's men say, Zechariah, God has heard your prayer. Mm -hmm. Listen, no matter how long you're praying, don't be discouraged. God hears them. This time next year, Elizabeth will give you a son and you'll call his name Joy. God has entered his life. So the persecutor of the church. I mean, can you imagine a man more unlikely to be the church leader? He's putting Christians in jail, women and children, putting them out of their homes. He's watching Stephen being stolen. And he's on his way to arrest more than foreign cities. God breaks it. God breaks into his life. Why are you persecuting me? Whatever you do to God's people, you do to him. Who are you, Lord? And Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Saul becomes Paul. Founder of half the New Testament churches. I say, God wrought special miracles at the hand of Paul. And no matter what mess you made in your life, you know how God's reach. No matter what road you've gone down, his arm's not short, but it can't see. He reached out for you. And it was Peter. Arrested for preaching the gospel. Condemned to death. And death row. Awaiting execution. <laughs> God sends an angel. God sends an angel. Opens the prison doors and takes him down. A man born blind. For years. Proceeds to say. Preaching the prayer. Listen. It's by the name of Jesus. This man thou sees. The lame man at the temple. Begging. That's his life. He's carried here every morning. Left at the gate. <laughs> come for things come back to him home at night. Sitting there with his begging boat. And all come a couple of Christians going to the prayer meeting. They look expecting a donation. Yes, they look, I don't have any money. What we do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus, that's it. <laughs> and this man goes skipping and leaping and dancing and breath when he's it's a look. It's by the name of Jesus that this man works. And God is at work today in local churches. Local churches are seeing growth. 
They're seeing Soul saved. They're seeing kids be baptized. They're seeing new members come down. That's one church. Incorporate. Craig Albert. Found church in Latin. Church is just around the doors. And you're right here. And you begin as God is answering prayers. He's not a distant landlord. He's a working you and I. I've been a Christian for 64 years. No, amazing, right? No, but that is 23,000 days of blessing. 23,000 days of God answering prayer. 23,000 days of God opening doors. 23,000 days, some hard days, God bless you. Some difficult days, God's delivering. Some brilliant days, but 23,000 days with God overlooking your lives. I'll tell you, it's alive in your life too. <coughs> we story of his goodness. There are many, Anne and I went down to England, I took promotion. Moved to Yorkshire, Keithley in Yorkshire. They were good days. Well, some good to come out. My wife met her husband for that. We went to a church and was open to God and entered into renewal and we were blessed. But the family were unsettled. Not a homesick. And then got a promise in scripture. I'll take you back to your homeland. Now there was no prospects, you know. The only way to go back was to give up my job and go back, start again. So we said, okay, we'll give it to the end of the year. And I'll resign. The morning I went in to resign to see my man's director. Before I could see him, he says, John, he says, I've got something to ask you. I want you to go back to take over Scotland. We'll keep the salary the same and we'll relocate you. <laughs> what a marvellous God we have, eh? It goes before you in all things. And the same Lord is at work in you. You're saved this morning. I want to tell you this. <laughs> You're here this morning because God continues to bless you. It's God who's at work in you. It's God who foresees what's before you. It's God who prepares you. It's God who delivers you. It's God who strengthens you. It's God who gives you grace. It's God who gives you insight. It's God in your life. We're not like Israel say, oh, I did it with my own hand. You've been encompassed, lifted. Now the good life constantly. Semicology. Said, you didn't choose me, I choose you. And I called you from darkness into light. And I blessed you. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're not sitting this morning. Maybe you haven't come to know the Lord. Maybe it's just a big boy up there. The big man. Some God statement. But you're here this morning because God is still chasing you. Wants you. 
You look like you're like your fine number, numerous times God's been knocking at your door. There's been times your heart was stopped. Times maybe you made a decision. Like Jesus said, when the pressures of the world come in, the voice is choked. He diverts in other routes. God doesn't need you. He still knocks at the door. Jesus is still at work. Jesus says, I am the Father of work. We slumber not that you might be saved, that you might come to know in Christ, that you may repent. It's the Lord that loves you. You can think back. I remember at the age of seven, I'm going to Sunday school, Baptist Church in Brixton. A wee fiery preacher. I used to hang out with myself and say, I hope it is naked. I remember as a wee boy. Come my heart, Lord Jesus. Come into the Come into the Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. And just get out and forget all about it. God help. God help. When I got to 17, God said, No. 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 Do what you say. Do what you say. And that discovered there's more to life than three, three scriptures of faith. There's a bigger purpose. There's a joy in knowing Jesus. There's a thrill in serving him. I have a lot one day. Faithful brother says, John, you know, saved you. Folks, that's beautiful. You're living to a lot right there in the workshop. 23,000 days, and he's never failed. Never failed. Never heard, I'm not here. Oh, so there have been times when flowers up the heavens of grass. But never fails. And it wants to work in your life. This mighty God. He's a greatness. This is a power. It's he that gives you power to get well and health. It's he that keeps you. The Bible says, Lord, gives rain on the just and the unjust. He's not waiting for you to love him before he loves you. The Bible says he loved us before we loved him. He demonstrated his love by sending Jesus. That's not a remote land, Lord. God became man, dwelt among us, lived victoriously, tempted in all the things that you were tempted in. You were victorious. Spotless life. 
can say to his peers, which of you find any sin in me? And the spotless Lamb of Lord took your place. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. Jesus took your place. He took your sin. They might give you his righteousness. He took your outcast and brought you into the family of God where you could say, Abba, Abba, Father. Jesus came to reveal God, not as the ogre judge of the old days, watching your every move to see that you slip or don't slip. God so loved the world, they gave. That you might not perish, but have everlasting life. God is good all the time. Hope this morning you account the goodness of the living. Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. And they will surprise you. What the Lord has done.